So we back with another cut, 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 <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Uh, cut. Say it with your chest, bro. Come on, man. Come on. It's the last episode, bro. Come on. We back with the final episode, the wrap up of season three. I'm with my co-hosts Wes and Tino. How y'all doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What about you, Wes? I'm good as well, brother. Cool, cool. Today we're going to be uh, kind of reminiscing, going back in time, taking y'all on a little journey of our our best experience and best memories of, of season three. Gotcha. What, what, uh, y'all got any favorite memories so far from the episodes we've done? When we first started, uh, I kind of like how we got to, I mean, a lot of stuff we was talking about, about around slavery and, uh, Black uh, black history and things of that nature. So uh, I enjoyed the fact that we was a, all able to give our give our views on that, mm-hmm. and to find out, you know, that our views aren't always that different. You know what I mean? We kind of got a lot of a similar s- uh, standpoint. And besides that, I really enjoyed when we met Andre Simon. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a f- that was a fun fun guest star. Well, me man, I just like the experience of seeing how we talking now. From the first episode, we was kind of nervous, a little in the in the in the background, just trying to figure out the, how everything was gonna go. Um, up until now, we're about to. Who would have knew all this would be leading to a beautiful trip? Man, you know what I'm saying. All this would be leading to more ideas, more things to come. Um, I think it's just the experience of it all is what I like the most. It don't really have a favorite episode or anything as much because the whole episode I was watching us talk about so much different things and uh, growing as we talked about it as well with our personalities amongst each other at the table. Um, I got to say, though, uh, it was the first. The thing that caught me the most was the first episode when we, uh, when we just weaned it. You know, and everything was just flowing. We was just talking about how music can save lives. And oh, all like that. three episodes ago? Yeah, I think it's like three, four episodes ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, that, that that episode right there just let me know, like, yeah, we don't we don't need to take one, take two, none of that. We just need to go in and, and just and, do it. Yeah, and yeah that's be it, was, it was cool to see because I didn't join until halfway through. But it was cool to watch y'all do those first few episodes and see y'all growth and how y'all was talking. And then by the time I got in, I was I was a little nervous, but now we all clearly on the same page and everything flows out a lot a lot easier than what it used to. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? Uh talking about you was nervous, you had that Kai syndrome, that man got that wet hand. Man, wet hand syndrome. Man, hand we soaked. Ain't, we ain't <laughs> we ain't got Kai nor uh Reese in the building today, but special shout out to them two brothers. They out there handling the business right now. Yes, so we sir. ain't mad at them, you know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great experience, you know, bothering uh, bonding with other brothers and seeing where y'all minds at as well. I mean, we talk all the time outside right. of the podcast or whatever, but at the same time, we play all our lives outside of the podcast, but we still be trying to handle business and do all that things too. But Facts. as much as we have an actual sit-down, serious topic conversations mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. Recorded too. Yeah, and recording, you know, yeah, that we don't be doing that as much, so... But we do be having fun. We be having a blast. Don't get us wrong. We be having a blast. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really a good, good chance of personal and professional development. Like being on this podcast, it, it really it, it puts you puts you into a space where you can use these tools and this conversation in other rooms and other uh, 
other ways to bring up conversation with other people that you might not have normally talked to before. So I like that it adds, a, it's almost like a skill that, that it's given us being on this podcast. And it kind of gives us an opportunity, and I mean that in more than one way. In one way, you know, it gives us an opportunity to practice, you know, media skills, as well as we get the opportunity to talk to some interesting people. And as well as the fact that it gives us as black people an opportunity to speak on things that most people in the black community don't. You right. know what I mean? Our truth. Yeah. Because most cats in the black community, they'll get they'll get in groups and circles and cliques of 20 to 100 people, you know what I mean? And talk about, you know... Nothing. Facts. Nothing. So, yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity for... I mean, just that alone is growth within the black community, you know what right. I mean? Right. And good, you know, give us an opportunity to expand, to expand that in our own personal lives with the people we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Really grateful for this opportunity to share our story too. Just us, uh, us five specifically. Not everybody gets this opportunity, so being able to be on the podcast and and share what we've experienced in Ujama, outside of Ujama, it's a really great, beautiful thing. Yeah, I can say that too. Um, we did start off the show with a lot of more people, though. Um, a lot of fanned out. Um, shout out to them people, too. Uh, they was a part of the process as well. Yes, sir. Shout out Julio. Yeah, Julio. We got Brian. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Brian. Yeah. Royce. Royce. Man, he was on here? Man, he was on here. Ooh, where was I? Where was I? That's my boy. See, I missed out on a couple things. I guess I was a little bit in the busy in the wind too, huh? Man, you already know how it go. It'd be like that. Life catch up. Shoot, you was out the wind too. That's a little bit. You was out there oh, in okay. ATL, man. Yeah, man, I was in Atlanta. How did it feel being away from the podcast? I mean, I mean, personally, like, I mean, I was in Atlanta. I was with my mother, so for for that time, you know what I mean. My attention wasn't, wasn't even on, thinking about the podcast, huh? The stuff I had going on here in Minnesota, you know what I mean. I had to just take a break from that. You know, I feel that. You know what I mean. I that feel was, that. That was mostly a, a healing time for me. You know what I mean. I feel like I came back better. Mm. You know what I mean. So. Yeah, that's what's up. But I was meaning to, you know, I was wanting to get back because, you know, it's business I got to take care of, you know? Right. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, you kind of opened up. Uh, we've been saying since you uh, came on this podcast with us, you opened up a lot more. You know what I'm saying? This, that's what I'm saying. Like, these podcasts I actually do more. It build relationships. Uh, yeah, it build relationships more than just, you know what I'm saying, opening up about the conversations that we need to have. It actually builds, build a relationship around this table. Oh, yeah, it was most so. definitely, it was most definitely has a hand in, yeah, building the camaraderie mm-hmm. and the brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you said, especially when we all get on the mic and we realize, oh, we in the same, we on the same page about this, something we never even talked about. Gave us a place to actually think about the things that's in the back of our heads, instead, you know, saying instead of just smiling every day trying to get through the storm. Right. That's all you can do sometimes. So this place basically gave us a platform to where you know, what I'm saying, can ease us on out of our comfort zones and build us to be something brand new. You know. And I mean, I think we did an episode about something like that about black men expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we didn't have a an episode about it, which I think we did. We at least talked about it or whatever, right? I mean, I think it was the post-traumatic, uh, the post-traumatic uh, slavery uh, 
Syndrome That episode Yeah We spoke on that You know what I mean For example You know people A lot of times Black men are scared To open up And reach out When they're hurt And depressed And stuff like that For various reasons mm-hmm. And one thing Because You know these Imaginary rules That the black community Puts on you Where you gotta be Tough and hard And uneducated All the time You know what I mean This Just this podcast Proves that That ain't true Right Not true he said he trying to rub feet. He trying to pay for n- t- nails, toes. What what's good? He want to love somebody, but he can't get no love out, man. Ain't no love in each other. Let me stop playing with you, boys. I got you though, man. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you was coming from. I want to love. I want to, but you weren't supposed to say that on here, bro. I, 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 what's bad, wrong with my you? My bad. <laughs> you know, I be out of pocket Just sometimes. Put my you know? business out there. Jeez. Hey, look, thank you, bro. You now y'all know something about it. <laughs> we trying to do some, man. But you know that. That's that is a big problem in our community, but at the end of the day, uh, I think also it, it betters us in a way too because we got to hold all that in, and we got to figure out our way to deal with it and live with it as well. But at the same time, it be how it, it is good to talk to somebody, but man, everybody ain't got the best intentions for you. Um, so another um, beautiful thing that we get to experience is. Somewhat gaining a a better sense And an addition to the identity That we already have This podcast has allowed us The opportunity to Well it sounds like you finna pray (laughs) 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 This gave us the opportunity Father to present Come on bro get with it What we doing (laughs) Oh my goodness Oh, For real though, it's, it's given us this opportunity to travel. We we uh we all get to go to Africa at, at the end of the year in October, and uh, part of that when we come back, we going we all gonna know after we do the African ancestry um, lineage test, we all gonna know where we from in Africa. So that's a that's a beautiful thing that not many not many brothers get to experience in this neighborhood. Yeah yeah yeah. Cause yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like once I figure out where I'm from, man, I'm about to go learn the language, all type of stuff. I ain't gonna play with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I learning anything new. I'm just right up my alley. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely up my alley. We get to go to Ghana and South Africa. Two weeks. Two Twelve weeks. hour flight to what? York. And the rest there Just too much I ain't even gonna count Those hours It's just too much But we gonna get through it And my knee already killing me Man I'm gonna need Some leg space I don't know Jacob You might be in the aisle Somewhere Jay I need that window seat And that little (laughs) And that little little Side piece You know what I'm saying I need them both You know Yeah You see I'm rubbing The knee right now 23 Feel like I'm 60 You did You know Where y'all think y'all from If you had to guess People been telling me I look East East African, but I don't know how I don't know how true that is. I mean, so once they here in Tino, they well, yeah, it's Mexican, so I, I have no idea. So you feel me? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I got the little pencil mustache too sometimes, and I got the bushy one when it really grow in. So I ain't no telling where I'm from, bro. I just look like. Where you I'm think from. you from? Uh, don't say New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure You know what I mean I think my mom did Like look us up And I think we're from My family Part of my family We're from Guinea-Bissau mm. That's just what it's called You know what I mean But 
I've had this talk with my mother as well. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, to ask a black person, like, what are we? What nationality are we mm-hmm. really? Because of, well, you know, things that I don't got to mention because we already know. Right. You know what I mean? And then in our community, we don't really think about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, we do just think we're from what hood or what city <clears throat> we from and stuff like that. But the thing is, we come from, like, we got different shades, shapes and sizes, hair textures, you know what I mean? And culture as well. So I think, I think black people should take time out to do some research on themselves, mm-hmm. on their family, and figure out their true roots. Yeah. Because nobody is American, that's for sure. I'm trying to tell you, if I'm at, if I'm anything Native American, I'm I'm at I'm I'm out there, feet on ground, I'm trying to learn all the dances. I'm trying to do all the rituals. I'm trying mm. to tell you, I'm with my folks. That's all I can tell you. I'm learning my real culture, the American culture. I ain't with it, so Mm-mm. you know what I'm saying. The hip hop culture dying out right mm. now, you know, especially when you learning. All the consumer laws and all that other stuff, man. You learn it. All that other stuff ain't even worth it. You know what I'm saying? Buying all them cars and cl- jewelry and all that, man. Nah, I'm not finna go buy me some land, sit down with my peoples, man. Mm. My peoples, man. Be my peoples. I'm American soil. I don't even know yeah. what American is. America is a concept that them people made up when they touched that. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what America is. Nah, sorry. America don't even know Please what do America not. is because yeah. the history's been mani- manipulated so much. It's right. called history. Who, who, he who wins, right? History. Um, but please do not, do not cancel the podcast. Please do not. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't trying to. We ain't trying to say too much. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let myself out the door this time because oh, yeah, I was yeah, introduced I by Cole. But I'm gonna let myself right, yeah. out the door this time. You know, saying your boy Tino. It was lovely talking to you. Mm, it is West and it's been a blessing. It's Joe, Joseph, J. Cole, man, whatever you want to call me. It's been great. It's been great talking to y'all. It's been great just being in being in community with everybody. And we'll see y'all on season four. Right. Right. Well, you know, part of harm reduction, like you said, is in order for a person to um, manage their addiction or you know, get right, you know, they kind of, you know, they need a roof over their head. You know, they need to get out the street. You know, they need to be able to take care of themselves health-wise, physically, mentally. It's a whole holistic approach. And, you know, addiction is just, you know, somebody that's using, just in my experience, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. You know, they've been wrestling with issues of life that they haven't been able to deal with successfully. And most people use because, you know, like, I just want to numb out. I just don't want to be dealing with this. Or I don't know how to deal with it in a more constructive way. You know, the trauma that most of us have experienced growing up in this society as people of color, you know, um, contributes to that, to that too. child got killed at a community center, you know what I mean? It makes places that are supposed to be safe, unsafe. Now, uh, like, when you're in your jungle, you have the resources and you have the coaches and you have encouragements and stuff like that to help us navigate through life. You know what I mean? You go outside, you see a lot of people that don't. I mean, you go to the train, you leave your jungle, you leave the Griggs building, go to the train station, and you know what you see. And it's like... Um, 
the whole fentanyl stuff is very new to me personally seeing how people was falling off and falling out over that and me personally trying to talk to a person while they're high off of it is very difficult and we are back ladies and gentlemen with a very special guest this brother is a powerful man in our community um helping brothers far and wide he is the senior manager of the father project uh ladies and gentlemen please welcome mr guy bowling Good evening, Mr. Bro- Brother Bolin. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for that incredible introduction. I'm going to have to take you on the road with me, brother. But thank you. I'm good, brother. I appreciate it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of A Black Man Sketch, Season 3, Episode 4. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing PTSS, uh, also known as post-traumatic slave syndrome. And for those of you that are under familiar with post-traumatic slave syndrome i suggest the book by dr joy de and in the book uh, mr gray argues that post-traumatic slave syndrome is a result of post-traumatic stress disorder arising from the experience of slavery transmitted across generations down to the present day along with the stress of contemporary racial prejudice this manifests as a psychological spiritual emotional and behavioral syndrome that results in a lack of self-esteem, persistent feelings of anger, and internalized racist beliefs. Santino, um, I believe that they just wanted all our knowledge to die with our ancestors, to be honest. Um, they wanted to basically rewrite history into now you see today Christopher Columbus discovered America and all the other unnecessary what we're gonna call them uh, fibs unnecessary fibs we got today that we've been reading in these books they just basically wanted us to forget where we came from basically hey y'all this is joseph uh i think that they didn't want us to read because there was a lot of information and a lot of history in the books that were that were available so they knew if we if we started reading um it would it would bring us knowledge, and once you got knowledge, you got some sort of power, and uh, and whatever space you can be in, you can you can get as much power as you can get if you read. So I think that's why they probably tried to hide the books from us in the first place. Can't do it. Um, I don't know. Money don't really mean too much to me. The only reason I go get money is because I gotta eat. I gotta you know what I'm saying pay my rent. I gotta you know what I'm saying things that I gotta do due to the way the world set up. But like honestly, like it's like I always preach. You know what I'm saying like. People make money have value. Mm. If we decided one day that, hey, we ain't doing this currency stuff no more, mm. the economy would crash, everything would go to, you know, do you feel like wind. Do you feel like the world would be better? Government that, would lose a that, lot of control. If that was the case, or do you feel like it would be complete chaos? So let me propose this. Would y'all rather have the system that we have now, or would you rather be tr- uh, trading instead and have like a free market instead of having currency? And we're back. We are here with our new CEO, Mr. Chris Crutchfield. Hey, well, I know I was about to read your bio, but what were you doing before you was before you came? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I started out really as a neighborhood attorney on Selby Avenue, and I represented you know uh, people who wanted to start businesses or nonprofits or had civil rights issues or who got in trouble with law. I did that for about 10 years. 
um, all while I was doing that, um, and even today, I run an organization called the Underground Railroad, where we bring people out in the woods at night and teach them about the Underground Railroad by taking them out and have them simulate what it's like. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. We have them deep in the woods. We take them through swamps. And we really talk about notions of freedom and what freedom means and the fact that none of us are here by accident. We're all here because people sacrificed for us to be here. That's something that um, I just really enjoy doing. Ujamaa Place serves the most marginalized population in society, primarily African-American men ages 18 to 30, providing holistic transformation for men experiencing inequity at the intersection of race and poverty. Ujamaa Place helps them achieve brotherhood, stability, and personal success. Join us for an info session Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. For more information, visit ujamaaplace.org.